The Church of Christ in Mona Heights presents Christ for Jamaica. What if God is unhappy with our praise? What if He is not pleased with the words we say? What if He takes away His love and His spirit from us? Good morning, friends, and welcome to Christ for Jamaica, presented jointly each Sunday morning on Radio Jamaica by the Mona Church of Christ and the Jamaica School of Preaching and Biblical Studies. I am Michael Brown, and with me is Brother Gladwin Kidu, and we trust that you and your family will have a blessed and a prosperous Lord's Day. What if God is If God is unhappy with the way we live, then the song rightfully says it. Just change. Change the way we walk, talk, live, and act before Almighty God. And He will accept the change, but you must first be willing to make that change. Music on this program this morning is presented by the group Southside Acapella Chorus. We must change the way we walk. We must change the way we talk. We must live the life that's pleasing to our King. We must read God's holy word that His praises be heard. Let us pray. Eternal God and our Father, we bow before you this morning. Mighty God, we are thanking you for another day, another grace, another blessing, another dishing of your love towards us. Mighty God, we adore you, we lift you up because you are worthy to be praised. Father, in our sinful state, you see us, you saw our needs, and Father, you supply, still according to your riches in glory. You gave us grace and mercy. You sent your Son to die the cruel death so that we could live. Mighty God, for this, we thank you. We pray at this time that you be merciful to us and forgive us of our sins, because we are unworthy in your sight. Mighty God, we thank you for Jesus' blood. And Father, as we walk in the light, his blood continues to cleanse us and keep us in fellowship both with you and with our fellow men. Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing for us. We put before your country this morning and we pray your blessing on our leaders of government and opposition. We pray, O oh God, for all frontline workers, for whatever area they serve, we pray for them. Mighty God, even now we pray for all our listeners, and we pray, dear God, for the presenter of this morning's lesson, Brother Gladwin Kidu, that, Father, you help him to present this lesson in such a way, dear God, that even the babe will hear and understand. We thank you for the medium by which we broadcast. We thank you for RJR. And, Father, we pray that you bless us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
If you are just joining us on this program, we thank you for being a part of us this morning. This is Christ for Jamaica, your program on Radio Jamaica, your station. And if you're a first-time listener, we want you to know that you are most welcome to be a part of our program. And we encourage you to tune in this and every Sunday morning at the same time for this program. At this time, we want to take time out to, from Christ for Jamaica, on behalf of Christ for Jamaica and the Mona Church of Christ, we want to extend heartfelt condolence to our student engineer, Peter Brown, who have lost his mother. And we pray for his strength. We pray for his uh, continuity, his faith with Almighty God, that he will really pull through with his family. Peter Brown, we say condolence to you from Christ for Jamaica. This morning on Christ for Jamaica, we will be presenting a lesson, Lessons from Adam and Eve. So we're taking you way back, way back to the beginning, Genesis. And so Brother Gladwin Kidu will be presenting on this lesson in just a moment. We encourage you to wake your family, call your friends, and join us with your Bibles for this lesson from Adam and Eve. A good morning to you all, my friends, and we are thankful that the Lord has spared our lives to see another week, another Lord's Day. In the secular world, it's a special day for couples, for married folk, and we just want to encourage everyone to be thankful, to give God thanks for all of his many blessings. Thank God especially for family, for children, for relatives near and far, for our loved ones, for husbands and wives. Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. Please keep calling in 876 341 5267, 545 to 645, following the close of our program. And we'll pray for you, we'll listen to you, we'll encourage you, and even arrange a personal Bible study with the intent of you becoming a Christian. And so we encourage you call, or better still, WhatsApp us at that same number. 876-341-5267 or request a program. We'll send it to you by email or by CD or you can even go to our website jspmona.org and listen to our Sunday programs. The coronavirus is certainly growing in threat to Jamaica. Now 20% of test results come back positive. Friends, I can't encourage you to be more careful because this is a serious matter that requires everyone to take precautions. Too many of us are going without masks, are ignoring social distancing as if this virus does not exist. This virus is a parasite that must attach itself to the cells of human beings. And once there, they hijack the cells of various organs of the body and can cause you to lose your life. The Bible begins with an account of creation. 
the six-day period of creation, ending with God creating Adam and Eve. Many, in fact, many religious leaders do not believe in the creation story. They look at the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis as mythology, as just hearsay. They don't believe that it actually took place. But let me remind you that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God himself, when he came to earth, referred to Genesis. Remember, in Matthew chapter 19, it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, that he departed from Galilee and came to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. Matthew chapter 19 from verse 1. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came to him and testing him and saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? Have you not read? Read where? Well, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, it says, and I'm reading, then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Then it goes on. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So Jesus Christ, the Son of God, referred to Matthew chapter 1, when he said, in, in, quoting, in quoting from that passage, he said in Matthew chapter 19, he says, Have you not read that he made them at the beginning male and female? Where do you read this? In the first chapter of Genesis. Then he goes on to say, and he said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become flesh. Where do you see this? In Genesis chapter 2. Genesis 2 and verse 24, it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So, Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, believed in Genesis. In fact, he quoted from Genesis as fact. There are many persons who do not believe in the story of the worldwide flood and claim that there was no worldwide flood. Well, Jesus Christ quoted from the same book, referred to the same book of Genesis. In Matthew chapter 24, it says in verse 37, Jesus Christ talking, he says, But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. In other words, Jesus Christ is referring to the character mentioned in, Matthew, in Genesis chapter 6, 7, and 8, Noah. And he says, so as the days were the coming of Noah were, as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, before the flood, in other words, Jesus Christ is referring to the flood as an actual, factual event. 
For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. So Jesus said, there was an ark, there was a Noah, Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So to not believe in the Genesis account, the book of Genesis, it is a fallacy, it's a, it's a mistake. Let us consider this as truth. And so this morning we are looking for, forward to us, you hearing about lessons from the life of Adam and Eve because it is in Genesis chapter 2 and 3 we read about Adam and Eve. Adam, that first man. That first man was made before Eve. God thought of human beings. He thought of Jesus Christ's coming before he made the world. I want you to think about this for a moment. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, it says in verse 4, just as he chose us, us Christians, in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So it means that before, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, God thought of humans. Two, he thought of Christians. And if he thought of Christians, that means that he had a plan for the coming of Jesus Christ before the creation of the world. So this entire, in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth, is an expression of God's love for mankind. Because he created the universe. He created everything, all the planets, all the stars, the solar system. He created the universe and the planet Earth, and then he made Adam and Eve. So the whole creation story shows God's love for mankind. His love was prepackaged. His love was prepared. The universe was made. Then human beings were created. He loved us with an agapian love, a love which is unconditional. And he expressed his love in the creative work. Now, there are many persons who simply do not believe in the six-day creation. But, in, my friends, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a scientist by profession. My degree is in chemistry, physics. So I have this scientific background. Before I became a preacher, that's what I was. I was a science graduate of the University of the West Indies. And the creation story makes a lot of sense. First of all, God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. So the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. On the first day, what did God create? Well, he created water and he created light. Water and light. 
The Bible says the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of all the waters. And verse 3 says, let there be light, and there was light. That makes a lot of sense. You know, every time they're sending a spacecraft to the moon, or to the Mars, or to any of the planets, you know what they're searching for? Water. <laughs> because they say, well, without water, there can be no life form. Well, guess what? God created water and light first. Day two, he created a firmament. That is the atmosphere of oxygen, nitrogen, and all the gases that make up the, the, the atmosphere. He created that firmament. Day three, he separated the land from the waters, created seas, grass, water, fruit trees, all vegetation. Of course, he created vegetation before he created animals. So he created vegetation. Day four, he created the sun, the moon, the stars, and sources of light. So in day one, he had created light, but now he created the sources of light. The various stars and the moons and the suns of this universe, the generators of light. Day five, he created life forms such as birds, sea creatures, every living thing that moves. Of course, those animals needed vegetation on which to live off. So God created the, the, the plants before he created the animals. Day six, other kinds of animals cattle and other animals that crept upon the earth day six and on day six finally after he had created everything the sea creatures the birds the fish the plant all the the planets in the universe finally he created man genesis 1 and verse 26 from which we have quoted he created man in his own image and so the creation took place in six 24-hour days. No question about it. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 11, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. This was said at Mount Sinai as Moses was receiving the Ten Commandments. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So there's no question about it. He says, you labor for six days, you rest on the seventh day. These are 24-hour days that you labor. Six days you labor. On the seventh 24-hour day, you rest. So when he says, for in six days the Lord made heavens and earth, He's not talking about anything else but the normal day and night period. That's why Exodus 20 says you work six days and then you rest the seventh day for the Old Testament period. So God showed his love for Adam and Eve by making all the necessities for survival. And then he made man on the sixth day. He made man and provided for him his well-being. You know, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Well, that's God's preparation so that man could have 
forgiveness for sins. But from the very beginning, the story of Adam and Eve shows that God demonstrated his love for mankind by placing the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, in a garden called the Garden of Eden. This garden was an ideal place for their long-term um, well-being. The Bible says, and God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed that is on the face of all the earth, every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. The Bible says in chapter 2 and verse 9, And out of the ground the Lord made every tree grow that is pleasant to, to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was there. So in the garden was vegetation, vegetables, plant life for food. And in the garden was a tree of life. So God intended that man should live forever. And so the tree of life was there so that he, he kept on eating of it. He would live forever. But of course, man went on to sin in the Garden of Eden. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 24, it says, So he drove out the man and placed a cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. That is, after man sinned, God decided, mm-mm. This living forever is not going to take place while you are physically alive. Because you have sinned, death enters into the world, and you can no longer have access to the tree of life. But in the beginning, God's intention was that man would have access to this tree of life. The only tree that he could not eat of was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. From this, the life of Adam and Eve, we see that God from the very beginning, disciplined Adam and told him what to do. He told him that, look, in verse 16 of chapter 2, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you shall freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for on the day you eat of it you shall surely die. Well, God was setting down the guidelines. When we discipline our children, we must tell them what they should do and what they should not do. Well, God disciplined Adam and told him, this is what, you can eat of any tree that is in this garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. Of course, Eve was tempted by Satan and she took of this tree and took of the fruit of the tree gave it to her husband, and they both ate of it. Well, God disciplines us by showing us what we should do. He told Adam what he should be doing. He should be tending the garden. He can eat of any tree that's in the garden, but don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So you have your children. Lay out the guidelines for their lives. Show them what is right from wrong. Show them the consequence of wrongdoing. Show them the path that they should take. Discipline them by showing them how you want them to live before Almighty God. That's what God did to Adam and Eve. God also wanted them to have a pattern of living. 
whereby they would work. The instruction that God gave to Adam was this, that he should tend the garden. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, the Bible says, And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. So from the very beginning, God intended man to work. Even after Adam and Eve sinned, God instructed them. He said, by the sweat of your brow, you shall eat bread. This is only the first part of this lesson. But what we're saying to us today is this, that the story of Adam and Eve is a story that can teach us so many significant lessons. First of all, it shows God's love for mankind from the very beginning that God provides for us. He sends rain on the just and on the unjust. He's a caring God, a loving God. Even when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and ate of the tree of the knowledge of evil, God allowed them to continue, a forgiving God. And when man sinned, he had to face the consequences of their sin. For women, for pain in childbirth, for man, having to work with the sweat of their brow to eat bread, but God was a forgiving God from the very beginning. And God had a plan from then for the coming of Jesus Christ. His long-term plan was this, that Jesus Christ would come, he would die on the cross, and his blood would be available for all those who lived in the Old Testament era and those who would live in the New Testament era. We'll talk about this next week as we consider the lesson, Lessons from the Life of Adam and Eve. Stand by me, stand by me, when I have done the best I can and all my friends don't understand, I need somebody to hold my hand, stand by me. You have just listened to the lesson here on Christ for Jamaica presented by Brother Gladwin Kidu on the subject Lessons from Adam and Eve. Of course, you'd have learned creation story, God gave instruction. Creation stories, instruction should continue until, right? So from generation to generation, instructions would be given and we'd learn. But if you need to, no more on these stories. We invite you to part two. Sounds like next week, Brother Gladwin Kidu, we will be continuing on part two of this lesson. And so please feel free to share on these subjects. And so we invite you to visit our website at jspmona.org. We invite you to also call us right now after this message and this program closes at 876 341-5267 you can call, text or whatsapp on that number. You can also write to us at Christ for Jamaica P.O. Box 212 Mona Kingston 7 for your free copies of this lesson printed or email. His name in my memory
Now for a few announcements. If you are within the Kingston 6, Kingston 7 area this morning, the Church of Christ Mona at 2A Palmoral Avenue at the corner of Garden Boulevard and Mona Road invites you to worship. Worship time begins at 9 a.m. and on Wednesdays, Bible studies at 6 p.m. If you are in the East Kingston area, we invite you to worship with the church at Ellison Road. So that's the Ellison Road Church of Christ, 16 and a half Lower Ellison Road. We are near to the police station. Bible studies begins at 9.30, worship service at 10.30, on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. But based on conditions, we have our Bible studies via Zoom platform. And so we invite you to WhatsApp or call us at 876-797-0055 for more information. So until next week Sunday morning, Lord's Will, 5.15 on RJR, this is Michael Brown on behalf of our Christ for Jamaica team, our studio engineer, Tony Holness. We say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord.